You're listening to episode 15 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there, and welcome back to episode 15. This episode is so good. There is so much quality information in this episode, and I'm thrilled to share it with you. Today, we are talking all about sustainable entertaining. I'm giving you everything you need to host and flawlessly execute a low-waste or zero-waste party. And even better than that, my tips are budget-friendly and stress-free. Now, here's a little fact about me. I love to entertain. There's nothing I love more than inviting over my favorite people, gathering everyone around my table, and enjoying their company. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you love to entertain too, or maybe you don't. Maybe for you, entertaining is a chore. It's something you dread doing. And perhaps you only do it on holidays when nobody else steps up. Either way, whether you love it or you hate it, it pays to entertain sustainably. There's nothing more cringeworthy than looking in the trash can after a get-together, right? It's usually full of disposable plates and plastic silverware. Or perhaps it's filled with heaps upon heaps of uneaten and discarded food. Or perhaps inside that trash can, there's piles of wine bottles and beer bottles that are headed straight to the landfill instead of the recycling center. What makes these three scenarios all equally terrible? Well, that's easy, right? It's the fact that they're all entirely preventable. I can understand the desire to sacrifice sustainability for convenience. Entertaining a crowd can be incredibly stressful. There's properly preparing for and executing all the duties of a host or hostess. And to do it right, it can take weeks of advanced preparation. Entertaining can also be expensive, especially if you're hosting a holiday meal. So I blame nobody for cutting convenience corners and cutting budget corners wherever possible. Plastic plates and plastic disposable silverware help hosts and hostesses slash their workloads because disposable cutlery and plates means less dishes to wash. By the same token, it may indeed be inevitable that hosts purchase the environmentally damaging cleaning products and the inorganic produce and the inexpensive meat in efforts of saving money. Now, here's the take-home for today's episode. It is possible to entertain affordably and sustainably. I got a little carried away as I was researching this episode. So for this episode to not be three hours long, we are going to touch on a couple aspects of responsible entertaining today. We're going to discuss setting the table, planning the decor, the importance of properly collecting trash, and finally, 
tips for saving energy when cooking. If after you listen to this episode, you think to yourself, wait a minute, there's still so much more that could be covered, don't you worry. Head on over to the show notes and grab today's free checklist, which covers absolutely every aspect of entertaining through the lens of someone who's interested in doing so sustainably. I talk about sending invites. I talk about purchasing drinks. I talk about planning a menu. And I talk about everything we discussed today in the show notes. Grab the free checklist, which is specifically designed to be printed out so that you can use it at your next party. Today's show notes are over at mamaminimalist.com forward slash zero one five M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash zero one five. So let's get started and let's just right off the bat address the elephant in the room, which is plastic forks, plastic spoons, plastic knives, and plastic plates. They're the staple of in-home entertaining. However, the truth is when a host plans a party, he or she has three options. There's the fancy stuff, there's the flimsy stuff, and then there's the in-between stuff. So let's chat about them very quickly. The fancy stuff. Maybe you have a set of fine china. Fine china is the fancy stuff. It's beautiful. It adds elegance and grace to a dinner party. Perhaps you registered for a set of china at your wedding. Perhaps you've been gifted an heirloom set from your parents or grandparents. And perhaps you even have some silver and some fine crystal to go along with your fancy china. Fancy china is almost always paired with a cloth napkin. So, of course, the fancy stuff is sustainable. Studies have shown that if you use your china 150 times, the set will have paid off the carbon debt they created when they were made. And because greenhouse gases have already been emitted when they were manufactured, it obviously makes sense from a sustainable standpoint to use the fancy stuff whenever possible rather than buy the flimsy stuff, which is the plastic stuff. Now, of course, there's a problem with the fancy stuff, and it's this. For the host or hostess, using the fancy stuff is labor-intensive. The elegant napkins will get stained, so there's extra work on the washing side. In addition, the fancy stuff can rarely go in the dishwasher thanks to the metal embellishments on the plates, so they have to be washed by hand. Nobody wants to be hunched over the sink washing the fancy stuff while everybody else is in the other room enjoying the party. Now, way on the other side of the plates spectrum is the flimsy stuff. This is the paper plates, the plastic silverware, the convenient stuff. But what is convenient for party hosts is incredibly inconvenient for our planet because even if you purchase the recyclable kind of plates and silverware and you diligently scrape off any food before recycling them, disposable stuff always equals 
unsustainable practice. Then there's the aesthetic standpoint. Disposable plates and plastic silverware scream backyard barbecue instead of dinner party or holiday. The forks snap, the knives never cut, plastic plates are slippery and flimsy, right? This goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Eco-conscious party hosts shy away from anything and everything disposable, regardless of convenience and at every turn. Because one of the ultimate goals of sustainable entertaining is producing less trash or hopefully zero trash. And a quick little not-so-fun fact is this. Making enough paper for one single paper plate requires a whopping eight gallons of water and creates nearly four grams of carbon emission. Now, there is a third option when it comes to setting the table, and that is the in-between stuff. So it's not the fancy stuff. It's not the flimsy stuff. It's all those items in between. It's your everyday dinner plates and silverware paired with a cloth napkin. I love the in-between option because the dishes and silverware are sturdy and they're dishwasher safe. They're reusable, so they're sustainable. And they maintain the aesthetics of a party without sacrificing convenience. Now, if you're having a big party and you simply don't have enough everyday plates to satisfy the amount of guests coming, very simple, borrow. Ask some of the guests to bring a few sets of silverware and plates, or if that's just not your style, you can rent from a party supply store. You could also, if you must, purchase from a thrift store because thrift stores often have incredible deals on attractive but unwanted dinnerware. Just a tip here, consider purchasing a set with a simple pattern or even better, no pattern at all. So it can be dressed up according to the occasion that you're hosting. Don't buy new plates. Buying new should always be considered a last resort. And this is why. New things come with so much excess packaging, like the cardboard boxes, the plastic bags, that pesty, non-recyclable styrofoam. So exhaust all your other options first before buying new. Another helpful hint is when it comes to cloth napkins, be sure to invest in an inexpensive set in a dark neutral color. Napkins in darker hues ensure that they can be reused again and again at a variety of get-togethers. And because they're darker in color, they hide stains so much better than the whites or the off-whites or even the pastels. Another tip when it comes to napkins is look for the wrinkle-resistant variety. This will save you so much time down the line in terms of ironing, which is, by the way, my most dreaded household chore. One more tip is this. If for some reason you simply must use flimsy stuff, make sure they're biodegradable. Bamboo products are on the market these days. And do so with caution and know that even the biodegradable options still are not sustainable. 
when it comes to your stemware, inexpensive stemware is the way to go. The inexpensive stuff can be placed in the dishwasher and there will be no tears if it breaks. We'll get more into why I suggest using the dishwasher instead of hand washing later in the episode. But inexpensive wine glasses are elegant enough that it won't feel as though you're cutting corners, but it also isn't too nice that you have to fret about it breaking. Now here's the bottom line. When it comes to setting your table, use your everyday dishes with your everyday silverware, your middle-of-the-road inexpensive stemware, and cloth napkins. All right, so you set the table. Now you plan the decor. When it comes to decor, a party staple is generally flowers. But decorating with flowers, especially cut flowers, can be a highly unsustainable practice. The flower industry is a major contributor to carbon emissions. 80% of roses sold in America, for example, are grown in South America and travel thousands of miles in temperature-controlled trucks and are stored overnight in oversized refrigerators. So if you choose to adorn with cut flowers, buy ones that are grown locally and are in season. If you want to decorate with flowers but aren't so sold on the cut flower variety, I suggest decorating with potted plants or bulbs that can be enjoyed for much longer than cut flowers. Or as an alternative to flowers altogether, consider just using foliage as your centerpiece, such as the branches and vines and oak leaves and holly that are natural and that celebrate the season. Now, in addition to flowers, another dinner party staple is candles. Candles are an attractive alternative to electricity. They provide soft illumination and they add ambiance. When it comes to candles, eco candles at least are sustainable. But here's the problem. Most candles on the market are not sustainable. They're made with paraffin, which is a byproduct of crude oil. Worse than that, these candles produce large amounts of toxic chemicals when burned. Studies have found alarming pollution rates in homes that regularly burn paraffin-based candles. Just as a quick aside, I love my candles. I was never going to break up with my candles, especially my Yankee candles, where I would stock up on my buy two, get two coupons, head on over and get four large tumblers whenever possible. I was the woman who always had a candle burning, whether I was entertaining or whether I was sitting on the couch watching TV. I loved candles just that much. But once I read the research into the levels of pollution in homes with candles, that was enough to make me go cold turkey on paraffin candles. That was my line in the sand, and maybe it is for you too. Also, from a sustainability standpoint, paraffin candles are not biodegradable. They're made from a non-renewable source that is environmentally devastating. 
soy and palm candles aren't much better because while candles made from palm oil contribute to environmental damage in the form of plantation expansion, soy plantations similarly displace forests in South America. So maybe you're like me and you love candles and you're reluctant to ditch them. The solution for you and me may be eco-candles. Consider supporting candle companies that responsibly source soy. I have a few listed in the show notes, so check them out if you're interested. And make sure to recycle any glass or aluminum packaged with your eco-candle. Scrape or melt out the remaining wax and then wipe out whatever remains. Soy is biodegradable, so know that the wax of soy candles can be composted. Another alternative when it comes to candles is to make your own beeswax candles. This is what I do in my home these days. It's the easiest thing in the world to make your own candles and repurpose jars you find in your kitchen. It's cheaper, it's healthier, it's the eco-friendly thing to do. I will link to directions in the show notes. Now, when it comes to sustainable decor, I have a few other thoughts. Balloons and streamers are absolute no-nos. And finally, if you're on a budget or if you'd rather spend more money on quality food and less on decorations, consider adorning your table with a small bowl of fruit such as cherries or grapes or clementines. It looks lovely, and as a bonus, it doubles as dessert. So you have set the table, you've decorated the house, the parties come, and everybody enjoyed themselves. Now it's time to collect the trash. The ultimate goal of any sustainable host or hostess is to avoid creating trash at every single turn. The most eco-friendly practice you as party host can implement is therefore to create and to offer four clearly marked bins for your guests. So I'm going to get into what the four bins are and why you need them in a minute. But the key when it comes to trash collection is that you label them clearly and you explain to your guests what goes where. Because even the best intentions will fall flat if your guests do not understand how to properly dispose of their trash at your home. So you'll need four appropriately sized containers A dinner party of 18, for example, will require four larger bins than a party of six. Line all the bins with newspaper. Newspaper, as a side note, is also compostable. And here we go. Bin one is for compostable food scraps, vegetables, fruits, and grains. Ideally, at the end of the night, this bin is the bin that is the most full. All the compostable food you collect goes into your compost bin. Bin two is for the non-compostable food scraps, such as meat, fish, and dairy. Bin three is essentially the recycle bin. Clearly label it 
and instruct your guests to put in anything that can be recycled. Glass, aluminum, plastic, and paper. It can all go in bin three. Just make sure that none of the items have food remnants on it because items with food on it cannot be recycled. Finally, bin four is a clearly marked trash can for anything that cannot be recycled or composted. Ideally, bin four is almost empty at the end of your evening because it means that almost nothing is headed to the landfill. So four bins, mark them clearly, dress them up, make them attractive, but make sure you clearly communicate to your guests what goes where. The last item of business today is some tricks I have for saving energy in the kitchen. Now, you've got a lot of appliances in your kitchen. What practices are most sustainable when it comes to cooking for parties and in general? Well, here we go. Tip number one is to utilize the smaller appliances first. Cook in the microwave if possible because it reduces cooking energy by as much as 80%. Don't forget about the toaster oven. If you're cooking something small, it's the sensible choice to heat up the small oven as opposed to the big one. Use a pressure cooker or a crock pot because they are excellent for slow cooking certain items or reheating items just before serving dinner. Tip two, be smart with your oven. When it comes to wasted energy, the oven is the biggest culprit in the kitchen. Thanks to newer ovens that come to temperature rapidly, preheating is prehistoric. When roasting or braising or baking, most dishes can be put in the oven right away. Just make sure you turn the oven off five to 10 minutes early and let the dishes finish cooking in the oven's residual heat. So no more preheating. Stick your dish in the second you turn on the oven. Also, let your oven perform double duties whenever possible. Consider cooking two things at once. Doing this saves time because you really are preparing two dishes at once, and it saves energy too because you're only heating the oven once. Finally, letting your oven perform double duties will save water down the line when you go to wash dishes because if you cook things in the same pan, there's only one pan to clean instead of two. Tip number three is to use the stovetop. Take care to use a properly sized pot for each of your stove burners. So on an electric stove, for instance, using a six-inch pot on an eight-inch burner wastes 40% of the burner's heat. So when you have a pot on your burner, you should not see any heat or any fire along the periphery of your pot. Also, make sure to use correct lids. Well-fitting lids keep heat inside, and they therefore reduce overall cooking time. Finally, tip four is to fill the dishwasher. I touched on this earlier in the episode, and here's why. Save yourself from the scrubbing and the scouring and save water in the process by filling the dishwasher. 
dishwashers that are younger than 10 years old, when filled to capacity, use less water than washing dishes by hand. Just make sure you don't perform any unneeded pre-rinsing before putting dishes into the dishwasher. Now, a few more tips when it comes to using the dishwasher. Make sure you purchase a green dishwasher detergent that won't pollute waterways. And look for dishwasher detergent that's phosphate-free. Finally, to make sure you make the most out of your dishwasher, consider serving your food in the same pan in which you prepared it. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, heck no, Stephanie, I would never put a cookie sheet straight onto the dinner table. And I hear that. I agree. However, if you are in the market for some new cookware, consider varieties that are functional and beautiful at once. I have a couple suggestions in the show notes for you, but they can go straight from oven to table without sacrificing attractiveness, and then they can go straight into the dishwasher as well. So there you have it. We covered four essential aspects of sustainable entertaining today. We considered setting the table, preparing the decor, collecting trash responsibly, and cooking in ways that are most energy conscious. Now, I have so much more information for you that time constraints just wouldn't allow me to touch on today. If you're interested in sustainable invitations, eco-friendly menu planning, and more, head on over to the show notes and grab the free checklist, mamaminimalist.com forward slash 015 will take you there. While you're there, sign up to get the show notes sent directly to your inbox every week and find my Instagram and Facebook handles as well. Let's be friends and stay in touch. Finally, a quick plug for next week's episode. Next week, we are celebrating Earth Day and we are celebrating with some big goals, perfectly designed for wherever you are on your eco-friendly journey. Whether you're just starting out or whether you're seasoned, I've got you covered. I will see you next time. Take care.